welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hi there, this is Brian Collins from Become a Writer Today and welcome to this podcast episode. And as I'm recording this episode, it's a sunny Friday in Ireland. And I've just spent the week taking an online course by the author and screenwriter David Mamet, which I'm going to get into in this podcast episode. The other thing that I've been working on is I'm about to self-publish a compilation of my three writing books. So I have three writing books. The first is called Yes, You Can Write. The second is called The Savvy Writer's Guide to Productivity. And the third book, which I published at the end of last year, was called The Art of Nonfiction Writing. And what I'm doing is is I'm compiling all three books using the tool Vellum and I'm going to self-publish them all on Amazon. And if you're a self-published author, compiling all of your work into a box set or a three-part series is a great way of creating another product because yes, books are products and then getting it in front of new readers. And it's also a great way of increasing your book sales. And then, of course, you can take that income from your book sales and invest it into perhaps hiring a better editor for your next book or into your craft or paying your expenses and so on. And you'll notice I said into your craft, and that's because that's the topic of this episode. I spent a lot of time taking online writing classes and also writing classes in classrooms and so on so that I could prove it my craft. Um, And actually, years ago, I studied journalism in college. And when I graduated as a journalist, I went on to take creative fiction and nonfiction writing classes in Dublin. And since then, I was in a writing group where we used to meet up, you know, once a month and go through what we were working on. And all of these things kind of came to a natural end. But what I really missed was the learning that comes from listening to somebody else who's more experienced or successful talk about their craft. And I suppose more recently over the years, things have gotten busier. You know, I have two small children and, you know, balancing writing with podcasting and so on. So what I found is taking courses online is a great way to learn more about your craft and to study from other experts without necessarily investing, you know, three or four years of your life like I did in journalism degree or, you know, spending thousands of euro or thousands of dollars on a course. And recently I've taken the masterclass series and one of the masterclasses was by the screenwriter, novelist, author, David Mamet. And I've always been fascinated by his work and particularly his dialogue. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to get into what I learned from this particular masterclass and how you can use it to improve your craft. David Mamet's two rules for finding success as an artist. The famous American playwright and screenwriter David Mamet offers two rules for success as an artist. Although David speaks primarily from his experiences as a writer, his advice is useful for all types of creative professionals, including painters, musicians, comedians, bloggers, self-published authors, and so on. And here's what he said. You've got to do one thing for your art every day, and you've got to do one thing for your business every day. So what does this advice look like in practice? And is David right? How to work on your art every day. When I first heard David's advice, I had an image of a bearded recluse hunched over his desk, working by candlelight and etching out war and peace with an expensive quill pen. But that's not reality. There's usually a boss or a spouse, a child or even a bank manager who needs your attention. Still, it's relatively easy to work on your art a little bit every day, provided you lower your expectations about what this looks like. If you're a writer, for example, don't worry about trying to produce Ulysses before eating lunch. Instead, write just 500 or 1,000 words. And if this word count is looming over you like a guillotine, why not just write about one topic for 30 minutes? 
Or if you want to learn to draw, for example, you could sign up for a drawing class or you could just practice basic skills like cross hatching or perspective and so on. And there's a great book called How to Draw Anything that explains these skills on Amazon. If you're an actor, you could join a local theatre group or you could take singing classes to improve your voice or yoga classes to improve your form. Or if you're a comedian, you could set a goal of writing one joke every day. And that's something Jerry Seinfeld actually did before he became successful. How to work in your business every day. So I once told a friend about how much I earned from my last book and he said to me, Brian, what about literature? Have you sold out? And I didn't even earn that much from the book. See, here's the thing. In Tools of Titans, the high priest of productivity, Afiasiandos everywhere, Tim Ferriss, gave readers the key to success as he sees it. And he said, you make yourself rare by combining two or more pretty goods until no one else has your mix. So what does he mean by pretty goods? Well, instead of trying to break into the top 1% of your field as a writer, for example, it's far more effective to combine working on your art with a business skill. You could learn how to create an online product and then sell it to your fans or readers or followers. Or you could create an offer like coaching or an online course. Or you could share some of your work on your blog or on a site like Medium or even a podcast. David Mamet also said, always tell the truth. It's the easiest thing to remember. Well, a few years ago, I started a blog about productivity, which doesn't really exist anymore. But when I started the blog, I didn't know much about technical topics like web hosting and so on. And after publishing my first few posts, I felt really frustrated because nobody was reading them. So I started paying for things like an email service provider and SEO courses and copywriting courses. In other words, those online courses that I talked about at the start of the episode. And I gradually learned how to find readers for my blog. But the thing is, blogging then became an expense that I needed to cover each month. So I started studying other business skills like how to self-publish and sell books on Amazon and how to market these books. And after Amazon paid me my first book paycheck, it was only for a couple of dollars, but it was more getting paid to write than the actual amounts that I suppose I enjoyed at the time. I realized that I was going to have to cover other skills like how could I sell more copies of my book and how would I handle all my tax at the end of the year and so on. So these were all new business skills that I had to learn. In other words, working on my craft or my art a little bit every day opened a door and inside that room, I found other secondary business skills that I had to learn. So do you need to learn these secondary business skills? And is David right? Well, what I'd say to you is define what success looks like. As a full-time artist, David has spent a lifetime writing plays, films, books and more. He's even won a Pulitzer Prize. But he's also answered the one question every creative, every writer should ask themselves. What does success look like? So perhaps you want to quit your job and go at it full time and spend your days writing plays or films or books like David. While you're still going to need to learn secondary skills like finding customers or readers, marketing your work and even taking care of your books so the tax man doesn't hunt you down at the end of the financial year. Or perhaps all this puts you off and you you think to yourself, I've no interest in doing any of that. I would rather just create around the margins of the day, you know, before I go to work or in the evenings or at the weekends. That's fine too. The great British poet T.S. Eliot worked for years in Lloyds Bank while composing poetry before and after work. And if you do this, you don't need to burden your art with the expectation of paying the bills. However, you still need to learn other skills like productivity and self-discipline and so on so you can get the most out of these valuable hours when you're free to create. So that's my take on David Mamet's masterclass. 
which is available on masterclass.com and which I'd recommend you take if you're interested in learning more about dramatic writing and screenwriting and so on. Before I go, I just want to answer a quick question I got from Courtney. Courtney sent me an email to say that she needs help breaking down the organization of her book. She wants to organize her chapters, but she's not quite sure how to do it. And what I would say to you is that this is a pretty common question that new writers and aspiring authors have. And the best way to break your book down is to consider the three act structure. Basically, the three act structure is a structure screenwriters like David Mamet use for their films and so on. You have act one, act two and act three. Act one sets up what's about to happen. Act two reveals what happens. And in the final act, there is the consequences or resolutions to what happened. And ideally, each act should be relatively similar in length and you would break each act down into smaller chapters. And this is actually a topic I cover at length in my book, The Art of Nonfiction Writing. And it's also something that you can read about in the rather excellent book by Sean Coyne called The Story Grid. The key thing is that you know what takes place within each act in your book and that you know the chapters within each act and that you know the scenes or the ideas within each chapter. And breaking down your book like this will help you organize it. And I use the writing tool Scrivener for my triac structure. Of course, there are other alternatives to the triac structure. There is a five act structure that you can use too. But I think the triac structure is a pretty great place to start for any writer who is wondering how they can organize their book. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.